0: Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, for the past over two weeks, by the grace of God, I have not only been doing the de, the uh, standing between the living and the dead devotional, <clears throat> but also uh, dealing with the issue of wokeism. Uh, the problem of wokeism, that's what we call it today. But, uh, Paul predicted this time. And so for those of us who are truly born again and truly saved, we should not be shocked by it. Uh, We should not be upset by it. And we should not be scared of it because it's laid out in the Word of God and so uh, even though it is late uh, I'm going to preach a little bit on tonight before I get into the devotional a message and a series titled and this would be considered part two And I'm going to, for those of you who are just coming in, I'm going to bring you up to speed with some of the things that I have already said in the past, even using uh, some quotes from Dr. Ed Young, Jr., Dr. Reeves, Bradford Reeves, and there are not that many preachers who are dealing with this issue. And uh, out of the few, I think that God showed me, and that's what God will do. God will show different preachers based upon their calling and uh, based upon what he wants done. He will show them different things. Things about the same subject. And I I believe that I'm the only one. Bradford came from Ephesians. Dr. Bradford Reeves came from Ephesians. Dr. Ed Young, Jr. uh, came from another passage. And God laid upon my heart while I was uh, preaching on the subject and even using Uh, some of the quotes from these two men. Uh, God said, uh, he laid something on my heart and he showed me while I was preaching that this was predicted. King Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, said "There's there's nothing new under the sun. And so I want to continue to preach officially. I was just preaching what some would call sermonettes, I would rather call homilies, right before the devotional. But it is a burden so heavy on my heart from the Lord, uh, He wants me to deal with it. Uh, And uh, I have been dealing with it, but I'm going to be dealing with it in earnest, uh, going forward. uh, Because it's right there in the Holy Scriptures, as God has shown me. And we find it in 2 Timothy, chapter 3. Where well, the Holy Word of God says, This know also, that in the last days that we are living in, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own Selves. And what God showed me last night and all preachers who are truly born again, saved and called by God, know this, that while you're preaching, while you're serving him, he will give you uh, different ideas and different perspectives and uh, new revelations yes i do believe god for our time not not the kind of revelation that we find here in the bible but from the bible and from the holy ghost of god to help the people of this day and time god will give you some new revelations based upon the holy scriptures to apply to this time and to The lives of people living today, and I'm here to tell you something that I have never heard anybody say, but not only are the uh, people who are hooked up with the Trojan horse of Black Lives Matter. And by the way, I said yesterday, when these three young promising men, good young men, doing something with their lives their parents have raised them up good, uh, you know, and they, they, they were going somewhere. A fellow black young man who played on the same football team for some reason shot them dead on a bus where they just got back from a uh, field trip. Where is black, my question was in the article and is, where is black lives matter? Does it have to be a white man to kill the black? See, if a white young man had killed, on the same football team had killed his teammates like this black young man did, and we find out today asked about a, a video game or something, and blew these men out into eternity. If a white man had done that, Black Lives Matter. I if they if they're not bankrupt by now, bless your heart, they would have been all over UVA. They'll be tearing down whatever statue they have of the man who founded the college, Thomas Jefferson. I believe that's his name. I mean, they be marching right now, buddy. But since a black man did it, no black lives matter. Same, same, same in Chicago. Same, same in Jackson, Mississippi. Same, same in New Orleans. Louisiana, the devil is a lie. See, it's nothing but foolishness that these people are doing. Uh, By the way, uh, I'm saying that, by the way. But woke, the the wokeness or wokeism is not only uh, for that crowd using black lives as a Trojan horse to bring in homosexuals and transgenders and transgenderism, foolishness. Okay? Not only the homosexual crowd, not only the super-feminist crowd, uh, women t- uh, getting to the point where they don't even want men to be around at all, and. And have no respect for men whatsoever. We don't need men is the attitude and spirit. But I'm here to tell you tonight that you saw uh, an example of wokeism tonight when President Trump announced for another run. I, I submit to you today that he and many other conservatives and evangelicals are woke. You see, wokeness is all about self-deception and mind-bending. Foolishness. Things that don't make sense. Pardon me. Okay, that's the age in which we live in. You have conservatives accusing the liberal wokes, but I'm saying tonight for the first time I've never heard anybody else say it. I have I have heard of the woke church, and I have condemned it. They are, as far as I'm concerned, they're part of the same group over here. But then we have the conservative evangelical woke people. See, this is, this, is, this is a demonic, satanic spirit, people. And it has nothing to do with Republican or Democrat. And evangelicals have been deceived by politicians for years thinking that they were down with them and, and, and they were up with the homosexuals and everybody else. And they proved that they were. The reason why, listen to me very carefully, the reason why we have the mess we have in this country going on today is not only because of a Democratic president, but because of a Republican president. You can't just be conservative and biblical on some things, and then leave homosexuality out there and not deal with that, and not deal with issues that you don't want to be uh, troubled with. That's going to cause you a whole lot—pardon me—a whole lot of uh, political problems. I'm here to tell you that the. Liberals are uh, uh, concerned. The liberals are woke and the conservatives are woke. I'm here to tell you that the liberal church is woke and the conservative church is woke. It is a demonic spirit that invades the heart, the mind, the soul, and the spirit. It's not only Andy Stanley being woke, it's Al Mola being woke as well. See. He probably doesn't even know it. and He will not consider him himself woke because he does not line up with Andy Stanley and the homosexuals. But he just woke by falling and flip-flopping for Obama and all of the other evangelical preachers who did the same, black and white, becoming sycophants. And uh, uh, I hope to God none of them were at that meeting tonight. Because what you saw is wokeism on the conservative side. It's all about it not being about God, not being about Jesus Christ, not being about word the word of God, only using God and Jesus in the Bible for your evil, sinful, wicked purposes on both sides. Both sides. Okay, trying to uh, marginalize God and 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 uh, push God out to the periphery, and you allow yourself to be deceived, deluded by the devil. And this is why I told so-called evangelical leaders that you better tell Trump not to run. It's for his own good, the good of his family, and for the good of this nation. Here's wokeness for you. The demonic spirit of wokeness on the conservative side, on the evangelical side. See, I'm not with anybody. It don't matter to me. I'm not with the liberal woke. I'm not with the black woke. I'm not with the white woke. I'm not with the conservative evangelical woke. Neither one of you. Because all of you have uh, deceived yourselves, and you're you're practicing demonic mind-bending foolishness. I, I, on the liberal side, I just gave you an example of this mind-bending nonsensical foolishness of wokeism. Black lives matter. I'm black and I'm proud. No justice, no peace. We're not hearing any of that with a black man killing three young black men in college and playing football and probably had an NFL career in front of them. No black lives matter. You hypocrites, see. That's mind-bending, nonsensical, demonic foolishness that people take hook, line, and sinker. On the conservative evangelical side, you, you, you witnessed it tonight. Now here's a man who was president of the United States. Called everybody, all of his enemies, everything but a child of God. Uh, responsible for his vice president almost getting killed. What treachery is that? What kind of Judas mess is that? And and, and 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 this this is a demonic spirit because these people, including major pastors, they get inside his little web and even the vice president won't even come out and say what needs to be said. And, and as I pointed out in the article to these pastors, what you did on January the 6th, we don't even need to worry about the year. And what you caused to happen on January the 6th disqualifies you, Mr. Trump, to be the President of the United States again or any other country in the world. That's a joke, man. Sit down. Sit down. But you got thousands of folks. White folks. And black folks. And brown folks. People that you, when you look at them, you think they would have good sense. They still are going to line up behind him and, and and try to carry him over the top. And... It's not going to help the country at all. Your trust is not in Trump, my friend. Your Trump your rather your trust is in Jesus Christ. It should be as a Christian, as a pastor, as a preacher. The only hope we have is God. Otherwise this country is shot to hell. selfishness, and and people are blinded. That's another aspect of wokeism, people being blind, deceived, deluded, full of themselves, full of themselves. Verse 2, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Okay? And we dealt with this the other night. This is a part of the wokeism on the left children having no respect for even their parents or police officers or their teachers and uh, today two things happen. Uh, People who are what they call detransitioning from bogus transgender hell, they they are being counseled, they are being abused they are being talked about like a dog. Their name is being scandalized. By who? By the transgender cult. A, a major publication called it. They are being called traitors of the transgender community. They are Judases to the transgender community because they finally saw the light and started acting like they had some sense that God made them What he made them, and you can't change it. And then over in England, somebody demanded that all colleges, all universities go woke, let's tear down the foundations of uh, what made this world what it is, which is based upon God's pillars, the family the government and the church they want to wipe they want to wipe they want to brainwash everybody in the world they they are big on brainwashing people they want you to forget about god and jesus and the bible and what you read in the bible and uh, they want they want you to forget about that they want you to forget about your parents they want you to forget about your, uh, your family, your, your parents have taught you. They want you to forget about uh, history and everything. Thus, the, co- the universities that was used to bring up people, bring people up to speed, because that's what college is, that's what the university is for. To bring you up to speed. Meaning, this is why a man at 22 years old can graduate from college and go and command men who've been living more years than he has been living. More, I mean, living more, more than his age. Living more years than his age. Why? He has a college education. That means he's supposed to be brought up to speed on all of the history of the world, all of the cultural things of the world, all of the literature of the world, it has already been done. So therefore, he has, he has a leg up on people who might be 55 years old, 60 years old, but they've never been to college. See? So now... The devil is using the same colleges and universities that used to bring us all up to speed and make us universal in our knowledge and understanding so that we can move through the world faster because that's what education will do for you. It will cause you to not waste your time on stuff that you don't need to be wasting your time on and focus on what you need to be doing and do it better and quicker and faster. Now they're trying to reverse all that because that's what they're calling for in England right now. All universities need to be woke. That's disastrous. And that's more on the liberal side. Unthankful. Unholy. Without natural affection. This is all wokeism. Truth breakers. False accusers. Incontinent. No self-control. Fierce. People are fierce today. This is why I tell you do not mess with people because one of the reasons why they are fierce, fierce is because they are demon-possessed. Do not cross people as best you can uh, because people are fierce today. There are some women who they want to identify themselves as fierce. <clears throat> they want to be fierce, they want to be ferocious, and they want you, they want to carry themselves where they want you to fear them. And we got more we got more men today in fear of women uh, than a little bit. Despisers of those that are good traitors heady high-minded lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God having a form of godliness evangelicals and liberal Christians a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and leave captive silly women, that is, silly-minded women. There are many silly-minded women in the world today. Dr. Price, before he died, said that there are many women today who a man, a certain kind of man, can talk the panties right off of her. <clears throat> Silly-minded women, I said, following what he said. Uh, the reason why pastors ought not to have the number of the numbers of the women in the church, especially uh, a man's wife, is because the truth of the matter is because of the intimate form of texting. Uh, there are some men who know how to use words and and, and text the panties right off of a woman. Silly-minded women. And most people prefer text for that reason. However, it may be intimate between you and the person you're texting, but it's not intimate as far as the world is concerned because people can read your texts. Your texts are being recorded. And so I mean of your phone calls, so you better watch yourself and not do that in the first place. And no, and no, I do not believe. I believe Matt ought to continue in the ministry, but he should not continue in the ministry at that church. That's not gonna work. But you do what you want to do, people. And lead captive, silly women laden with sins, led. Away with divers' lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Uh, many people are ignorant today. Uh, many pastors are ignorant today, blind leading the blind. They, got, they have some of the best seminary educations in the world, the best in, uh, seminary education in the world but just as ignorant and blind as they can be. And they always love to go to conferences and symposiums and, and here and there uh, wanting to hear some new thing. And come back just as ignorant and blind as they can be. And, 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 don't, have, don't, and, and, and don't have any discernment or wisdom or knowledge don't know what time it is and, and foolishly thinking therefore that the answer is in politics something human that we all you know, everybody likes to you know talk about that kind of thing and hear that kind of thing when the most exciting subject of all time is jesus christ God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and the Word of God. Not that stuff. Pastors have wasted their times. Keep an eye on this right here. Right here. You pull that off. On this side. Just on that side right there. Pastors and so-called church leaders have wasted their time in politics thinking that that's going to change something Trump running is not going to change a thing in this country it's the church running not not Trump and that's what I told Pastor, you need to get back to your job not wasting time messing around with Trump and going down to Mar-a-Lago thinking that's something uh, Trump Little Mar-a-Lago is gonna look like a shack compared to the mansion you're going to if you're saved. Uh, you you want to cow to him and become a, a sycophant preacher to him so you can be invited to the Christmas uh, dinner. You got to you get you have to lick his boot to to make sure you don't say anything or look a certain kind of way or do anything for him to invite you. And you rather do that than preach the word for Jesus Christ and uh, be faithful to the Lord in doing your job, which is the most important job in the world. You have been taken. You have been bamboozled, and you have run amok. Now as Janus and uh, Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. They're not just resisting you in your own family, in your own church, in your own community, They're resisting the truth of God. Men of corrupt minds, and that's what you're dealing with. Uh, Donald Trump, Trump has a corrupt mind. And we got pastors running after him when they sh- he should be running after them. Preachers, evangelists, running after him. Uh, And your job is to tell him what God wants him to do. And if he does not want to do it or he does not want to listen, you you know how you get out of that? We walk and the 1.5 million people who follow me walk. Because all I got to do is tell them not to support you and it's over. So, I mean, you know, if you want me to help you, I'll help you. But I'm not here to be a pretty face or an ugly face. I'm sent by God to tell you what you need to be doing because you have a corrupt mind and you know it. See, the man is not ob- obviously not saved. The man is immature, acts like a spoiled child. We don't need a president going around calling other his opponents and his friends names out of hell. We don't need that. And you don't need to support that. All of you preachers who support Donald Trump. Just January 6th alone. And the aftermath of that ought to make you say, you know what, I can't be a part of that. At least. Reprobate. He could be that. Reprobate. Concerning. The truth, and concerning the faith. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. but thou hast fully known my doctrine, man of life, purpose, Faith, long suffering, charity, patience, persecutions. And this is the passage that talks about all who live godly shall suffer persecution. The beautiful actor or actress. Um Candace Cameron Burr and who has talent on loan from God. She's just just good at it. Not so much a brother. Not so much. But she's good. And she can she can get down with the program and with the acting that needs to be done at any given time. She left Hallmark, where she became even more famous because they started introducing homosexuals in the Christmas movies. And Candace Cameron Burr, who is an out-and-out Christian who loves the Lord, said, Not me. Uh, I'm not going to be a part of that. So she went to another studio, and they're making Christmas films there. And she said, Now, let me just help you all to understand something. We're not going to have any gay people or homosexual people in, in, in our movies. That's not happening. And now that makes complete sense to her. makes complete sense to her husband. makes complete sense to me. makes complete sense to anybody who has not, you don't even have to be saved common sense. Common sense will tell you that most people don't want to see no two men getting together. Have you lost your minds, people? What? The the ticket is a man and a woman. And that strange dance, that wonderful strange dance that happens between a man in, uh, and a woman in a movie. Or in real life. There's nothing more beautiful than that. I said this the other day. There's nothing more beautiful on God's green earth than a beautiful woman. Other than the fact that uh, other than a man and a woman getting together, that's a beautiful thing, and I think the, the the outside of salvation through Jesus Jesus Christ, the most beautiful thing on earth. And Candace, we're not we're not doing that, and she's being persecuted by people in Hollywood. Beautiful young ladies her age, calling her everything but a child of God. One lady, one beautiful lady, called her a bigot. I said, "Wow." Then two homosexual men got together and called her everything but a child of God. And uh, another lady, another lady, beautiful, about her age, said the same thing. Said something different. Said uh, she's rude and evil, something to that effect. She is being persecuted for something that makes common sense to anybody who has common sense. I mean, I mean, see, see, watch this. This is why I told Trump and his sycophant pastors and so-called evangelical church leaders, if you don't push him to deal with that issue you're going to lose and you're going to fail. Everything is going to fall through. If you make him reverse everything that Obama did and the Supreme Court did, and you make this a paramount issue that is being against the abomination of homosexuality, not only because it's a, a, a... You're breaking the commandments of God, but you're breaking breaking common sense. So you would have gotten uh, the Christian vote, and you would have gotten people who have common sense who are not even saved. And you would have saved them from the mess we're in today. In school boards across this nation, by the way, up in Dearborn, Michigan, School board meeting. You know, watch this. You know who's standing up? Not the Christians. The Muslims. The Muslims. The Muslims are in there telling, telling the school board, we're going to sue you for bringing into our schools and our children homosexuality and transgenderism and and pornography books all the way down to kindergarten. Teaching our children that men can kiss on men and women can kiss on women and be married and and, uh, uh, about all sex and stuff like that. They are trying to rape the minds of your children at a young age. And I say to hell with going to the school board meeting, pull your, if you love your children, pull your children out. Lower your standard of living. Let your wife stay home, sir. And that way you don't have to go to a school board to read a letter from a lawyer to sue the school board to make them do right. They're not going to do right. They, they're hell bent on doing this. It's called wokeism. And Christians are being persecuted all across this country because not only because of Obama and his wicked, demonic administration, but because Trump didn't do what he should have done. And his, all of his evangelical preachers, and I love them all, and I, 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 you know, they're my kind of people, so to speak. I mean, we believe the same on many things. But they did not listen to my advice to them to tell Trump, you need to make this issue number one. And if they had listened to me, and he and he had listened to them, if they would tell him that, if they would have told him, told him that, we wouldn't be in the mess we're in today. And then foolishly he tried to keep the presidency the wrong way and now he will go down in history as a president who was impeached twice and caused an insurrection at the capital of the United States capital of the United States of America That's already done. And so as far as I'm concerned he's done. And uh, he needs to try to clean up the mess he's made. and and do not try to hide by running for the presidency, thinking that he's going to have some kind of protection uh, there, because that's not going to work. He might want to get with a godly pastor and make some confessions and admit some sins and get saved and plead for mercy. persecutions, afflictions, come upon the people of God if they live godly in this age of wokeism, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, everywhere Paul went. He caused a revival or a riot, somebody once said what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus, and here's Paul bellowing down through the ears to all of us who are doing that, shall suffer persecution. If you live godly, listen, if Candace Cameron Burr, as delightful as she is, as beautiful as she is, as effervescent as she is, as talented as she is, will be persecuted by fellow women in her profession. I mean, and they're digging in deep. I mean, buddy, they are digging in deep. I can't even remember all of the tweets I saw. They, I mean, they're digging into her deep. And the only way that she's going to survive this and the other things that have been thrown at her is through Jesus. Most women can't take this. Many, most pastors can't take it, <clears throat> and that's why Doctor Ed Young Jr. said that's why most pastors and most pastors, most pastors and churches are not dealing with it because they can't take the heat that's going to come with it. Because see, I mean. Here's this beautiful young lady saying, we're just not going to have any gay couples. She said it that way in, in our movies. That's not happening. And she didn't say it like I said it. She said it very nicely. like like She expects everybody who has common sense to understand that. Very sweetly. And so we have pastors you must, who must understand, you say anything like I'm saying, you're going to be persecuted. People are going to leave your church. Some people are going to leave your church and they're not going to say anything. That's the worst kind. They're just going to check out. You're going to have children who are going to forsake you. Family members who are not only going to forsake you, they're not going to support you anymore and they're going to hate you. They see you as the enemy because they practice reductionism, and they practice uh, unforgiveness. There's no, no, there's no forgiveness. There's no forgiveness. Uh, watch this now. On the liberal, homosexual, Black Lives Matter, feminist side. And there's no forgiveness on the Trump, conservative, evangelical side. You cross Trump, you're, 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 you are not going to be forgiven. You can forget it. Not, you're not going to be forgiven by him. And you're not going to be issued a second chance by him or any of his little loyal sycophantic lieutenants even in the Evangelical Church. You're blacklisted. And I'm well aware that I could... Uh, be doing much better financially, materially, if I would take a side of the woke people on both sides. They want me to be woke like them. On the liberal side, which they know that's not happening now, that's why they have just given up on me. <clears throat> but they're still trying to destroy me. And some, if they had their way, if God was, did not have his hand of protection on me, would have killed me a long time ago, way back in the Obama administration. Now, on the, you, you think, well, you see, like you would fit just quite well with the conservative evangelical. I don't. They don't like me. They're some of my biggest enemies. They don't. They, they don't I'm in no man's land. I'm out here, just me and the Lord. Because they they woke too. And I'm telling them that. Yeah. It's a demonic spirit. It doesn't matter whether you're black or white. Male or female. Republican or Democrat. Liberal or conservative. It's a demonic spirit from hell. And the truth of the matter is there are people who are conservative, evangelical, who are more corrupt than some of the other ones that they got that mess out in the street right there where you can see them. Men kissing on men all this kind of stuff. They're just as corrupt. Just as racist. I'm not with any of them. It makes no difference. You can be whipped and a National Baptist. And, mo- uh, and, and most pastors in the National Baptists are woke on the liberal side. Most Southern Baptist pastors are woke on the conservative side, and so they both hate me because I'm preaching to all of them. Does not make a difference to me? Thank God for the faithful few. Thank God for the seven thousand. Thank God for uh, the remnant. Those few in number, uh, they pray for me, and they love me, and they, they pray for me. But uh, the rest of the... Uh, see, I'm revealing something to you all that nobody else has revealed to you. Because, see, this is why I call this series The Blob of Beelzebub. Wokeism. The Blob of Beelzebub. It's all over the place. It seeps in. It's, it's not like Godzilla and King Kong, one entity. It's one entity, but it's all over the place. It's in, it goes on. It can ooze into your windows, into your doors, and all up into the uh, where the bell is and everything else and choke you to death. It's a demonic spirit from hell, man. It makes no difference who you are. But evil men, Paul prophesied and said, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving, watch this, and being deceived. That's what wokeism is all about. Deceiving others and being deceived. And uh, neither side is really woke. They're blind. They are asleep, dead rather, in their trespasses and sins. On both sides, Mr. Trump, didn't you use that term one time? Well, I use it too. On both sides. On both sides. All of you you are messed up. Mr. Trump, Mr. Biden. And so, you see now, uh, prophet, preacher, you're not with anybody. That's true. And since I'm not with anybody, if Biden does something good, I try to encourage him in it. If Trump does something good, I try to encourage him in it. I mean, you know, I want you to keep doing good. (laughs) Okay? But if you do evil, I rebuke Biden. If if Trump does evil, I rebuke him too. I'm not on anybody's side. The National Baptists do something great, praise the Lord. I I want to encourage them to keep on doing that. If the Southern Baptists do something great, I want to encourage them to keep on doing that. I'm not on anybody's side. I'm not on anybody's team. I'm not a Republican or Democrat. I guess you would call me what Dr. Tony Evans tried to tell the church to be for years. I'm the referee. I just call balls and strikes. That's it. That's it, man. That's all what I'm about. And I'm not about that just because see, I'm not about that humanly speaking, because I know how to play the game if I want to play the game. You just choose a side and they'll support you and stand with you and give you money and give you the money you need and everything else, see. See but see I, I, I I'm not I don't roll like that. By the grace of God. You can't buy me. As Jose Williams used to say, I'm unbought and unbossed. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Make sure you learn from somebody, you know that they're living. Uh, they're walking the talk. Paul said, "I, I have walked the talk. You can listen to me. And that's who we're listening to tonight. And that from a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works." So let me just Touch on this a little bit. Dr. Guzik said, first Dr. Stott, his quote, as he lies in his cell, talking about Paul, a prisoner of the Lord. Paul is still preoccupied with the future of the... Okay, just, just pull, pull this out. Just pull up. Testing, one, two, three. Okay. You got to put it back, yeah. Testing, one, two, three. Testing, one, two, three. Testing, one, two, three. And so let me share with you again what Dr. John Stott, who I believe is home with the Lord, with Billy Graham and them. Uh, what he said before we were so rudely interrupted by a technical issue. And he lies in his cell talking about Paul, a prisoner of the Lord. Paul is still preoccupied with the future of the gospel. His mind dwells now on the evil of the times, now on the diffidence of Timothy. Timothy is so weak and the opposition so strong. How many of you parents, you have raised your children right by the grace of God, and you are a person of prayer. You pray for them without ceasing. You have given them the gospel. You led them to the Lord yourself. This is what Stott is talking about. How many church planners. Have done the same thing. You. You have done your part. In planning the church. You've done your part. In witnessing to the community. And. Uh, You've done your part in raising up disciples, and you still, if you are a a godly Christian, if you are a born-again Christian, you're still interested in what's going to happen to them once you leave or once you are not where you can be with them and you pray for them, and you're concerned about them. Why? Because you know how ferocious the devil is, like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. That's what Stott is bringing out about Paul. And so, uh, tonight, I'm going to leave it there, and I'm going to pick it up tomorrow night, if the Lord tarries, or, or, or the next night probably, uh, or Sunday, if the Lord tarries, is coming and we live at the point of perilous times and what it means and why you need discernment in perilous times, especially pastors, evangelists, teachers, because if you don't have it, the people are not going to have it and you're going to all constantly be hoodwinked and bamboozled by the devil. And 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 really the real problem is right now the real problem right now is most pastors don't know what in the world is happening because they don't have any discernment. They don't they don't know how we got here, they don't know what to do in it, and they don't know how to get out of it. But God will raise up his people to help you, and make no mistake about it. Preaching still is the most powerful form of communion, a communication, rather, in the world. So I do want to touch on a few more things, uh, and uh, I want to bring it home to you, uh, and how that wokeism is influencing uh, the liberal side of my family uh, as well. And uh, my greatest persecutors are my family and uh, evangelical Christians. I, I I really do believe there are people in my family, not not my children, but my family extended, because of how I preach. And there's some people who are in so-called evangelicalism uh, on both sides. Uh, truly they would rather see me dead than to keep on preaching. But I can tell you one thing. If President, former President Trump, is serious about running, I'm not going to let some old men outdo me. I'm not going to let Biden or Trump uh uh, who, they, both of them are probably 15 years older than me. Biden is almost 20 years older than me. I know that by the grace of God I've been preaching for a long time, nearly every day for seven years. <coughs> but uh, uh, I, if the Lord tarries his coming and allows me to live, Uh, by the grace of God, Daniel White III will keep on preaching. Because I know the power in the preaching. If it makes you that mad at me where you uh, can't say I love you anymore, makes you that mad at me that you don't want to communicate with me anymore even though I lovingly communicate with you, uh, if it makes you that mad at me that once you supported me, now you don't, well, you know what? uh the word of God is having a huge impact. That's a fact. And so let me just share a few things uh, regarding my wife. Uh, well, I've already shared the last time regarding my wife. But my family, my family extended especially, and how wokeism, this demonic spirit that comes from the devil, I know, I know is rooted in some believe rooted in Nietzsche and Freud and uh, uh, Marx, but they're rooted in the devil. This all comes from the devil. This, this, you don't need to be scared. You need to be made aware of what's going on. And because it's going to impact your family, it, it is impacting your family, it's, it's impacting your church. Is impacting uh, your schools. It's impacting the world, and so you need to um, understand what's going on, so that you can pray properly for yourself and for your family and for your community, and pray for others. But that, I mean that, and that's basically all you can do. Trying to. Argue with people and talk people down and curse people out and be mad at each other and all that. That's not going to get it. The best thing you can do is pray for them. Uh, And and some of them have a very demonic, aggressive spirit. And you, you might need to separate from them, including family members. People that loved you at one time, and and you loved them, but two cannot walk together unless they agree. So I'm going to continue on uh, with uh, an article that I wrote and put together uh, not too long ago, showing you the impact of wokeism in my own family and against me. So my oldest daughter, who I had with my wife, I'm not, in this particular article, I'm not saying any names. Uh, if everything continues on and and, uh, and the devil continues to use them to uh, try to cause a problem, uh, not necessarily my children, but other people who are trying to use them to trying to stop me from preaching and trying to stop my children from putting up, uh podcasts and and trying to stop them from putting up videos and things things they've been doing for years uh, because they don't want they don't want this message particularly heard around the world. That's the kind of stuff that's happening. okay, and it's going to happen to you too. If you are a godly person and you're living a godly life by the grace of God, Uh, You're going to be persecuted. And if you were the devil, who would you use? You would use his family. Or Job's wife. See, uh, that's how that works. He's going to start right there. And to add more pressure, he'll go out further than that and, and get some other people to attack you as well. But the devil wants that preaching stopped. You can rest assured on that. My daughter, my oldest daughter, uh, who I had with my wife, has reached out to both sides of our family for two reasons. One, it is normal and natural to want to know where you come from It is normal to want to know about your ancestry. I went through that period as a young adult as well. I thought it was interesting, fascinating. Uh, And, you know, I went to visit people that I didn't really know when I was growing up and didn't spend any time with while I was growing up. And uh, when I was younger and I was traveling all over the world, and so I, w- I got to s- visit family members over in Germany, family members in New York. And so I, I know what my daughter is doing, and I, I told her to, if, if that's what you want to do, you go ahead and do that. In fact, uh, I remember meeting some family members in a city where I was pastoring. And I was so excited about it, uh, it was so interesting to me that I had some cousins or whatever uh, they were in this city that I happened to be pastoring. I didn't know they were there. Uh, I tried to share it with my mother. For some reason, she was not that interested, nor was she impressed. Now you know when your parent is 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 not that interested and not that impressed about something when they don't want to say anything, uh, and so they just don't uh, they don't respond back about it. Uh, so evidently she knew some things about them that I didn't know, and but she didn't want she didn't want to tell me. Because uh, she thought I, one, I was so uh, interested in it and everything. I I found out a little bit later that, that uh, the, the, the Lord spoke to my heart. And said don't 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 pursue any kind of connection with them or even try to pursue them. Uh, you can le- try to witness to them, but you, you don't need to try to con- connect with them. And. Uh, <clears throat> I found out later one of my cousins worked in the city government and another pastor and some other people in the city government invited me to come and pray over Veterans Day or something like that uh, at the uh, city uh, uh, city hall. And uh, he was shocked to see me and I was shocked to see him. But that was pretty much it. I, I never saw him after that. and um, And so, you know, now, even though I was interested in that and excited about that, for some reason, my mother, she did not encourage it. But she didn't want to say anything. And, um, and so my excitement died down. Now that I am a parent of young adults, myself, and especially because I'm an out-and-out Christian, Uh, Not just religious, but saved out of religion that I was raised in, in spite of religion. Um, I understand why now my mother was not that excited about me meeting some family members. Uh, I did not know and... Evidently, she had not been in touch with for a while herself, and I don't know. She may have called them and told them, listen, don't mess with my son. I don't know, because it it just died quickly. <clears throat> I don't know if she called them and said, my son is trying to do the right thing. Don't mess with him. Don't mess with his family. And uh, Because the truth of the matter is, people, family can be your worst enemy. And, uh, and I've even told my children who are living in my daughter's mansion together with her. Uh, and they're all adults now and she's trying to help them get established and and so is my oldest, second oldest daughter. And I'm so pleased with that. Uh, uh, but I told them that you need to get yourself together and, and move on with your college and get you a good job just like your sisters did and your brother did and go on your way and because uh, family can be a bugaboo especially siblings and uh, and what I wanted them uh, to I want them to understand is you, you can have a better time together when you are apart where each person has their own place and they're living their own life and getting married, hopefully, and, and going on with their lives. And then you see each other at Starbucks or meet each other for lunch. But living together uh, cannot, may not be all it's cracked up to be. Uh, same thing for uh, grown children moving back into the house. Uh, that's not a good thing. That's why I raise my children and once you leave now you need to go ahead on and stay unless there's a a, a cataclysmic emergency where uh, you know you tornado hit your house or hurricane or or something like that. Uh, but I don't believe that adults ought to be living with their parents as much as Once they leave, it's okay for them to stay uh, as adults as long as they understand that they have to go by uh, the head of household uh, rules. But to go and come back, that's not a good situation. And uh, siblings living together has to come to an end uh, as quickly as possible, and everybody must move on. Uh, but uh, family can be your worst enemy. That's just a reality. And in the woke world in which we live, it can be very, very bad. And you need to be aware of that. And because, see, the game has shifted, and the game of life has changed because of wokeism. The blob of Beelzebub. God gave me that title and I don't think you will ever forget it. The Blob of Beelzebub. Um, You need to understand what you just read, uh, what you just heard me read and preach from is here. We're living in that day. Paul, inspired by God Almighty through his Holy Spirit in a damp and cold dungeon wrote these words. They came from God and they still stand up to this day. Paul saw this coming. You may not have seen it coming because you've been caught up in the prosperity gospel. and see, This is why the church has fallen flat as i told you the other day i knew about the falling away of the church we studied that i have read it many times i just didn't know the church the falling away of the church was going to happen all at once i didn't i didn't think everybody was going to fall down all at once and that's that's what pretty much has happened that's why bringing to mind the book Gone with the Wind, a movie that my children and I, uh, we enjoyed very much one Thanksgiving season. I shall sure never I forget it. That's another precious memory that just comes to my mind. How We, we just sat there on Thanksgiving. It, it was probably the most perfect Thanksgiving we ever had. And uh, it just so happened we watched Gone with the Wind on that Thanksgiving we never made it a tradition, because I'm the kind of person that once I watch a movie, I'm done with it. But the my, the, the movie comes to mind going with the wind, and I believe that over half of the church that we know to be the church. I'm not talking about the remnant and the seven thousand in the faithful the few. They, they they have not fallen away, and they're not even connected to what we know to be the church, if you will the Evangelical Church, the Charismatic Church, the Presbyterian Church, the Methodist Church, and I know they know better, and now they're splitting and splitting and splitting everywhere around the world over the abomination of homosexuality. The church as we know it has fallen flat down on its face over 50% of the church has done that, as we know it. Just this past week, uh, another poll came out, another statistic Statistic came out, saying that since the plague, uh, the crowds have not come back. And I told you they were not going to come back. Now, now, the remnant, the faithful few, the 7,000... Uh, don't be surprised if they don't just stay down in the catacombs at the house and meet there. That's how they're rolling. They're they, 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 they going to come to church, but they're going to come online. And you don't have to worry about them. They're, they're, you don't have to worry about th- those folks, the truly saved people. You don't have to worry about them. You don't have to worry about them, Pastor, and stop trying to get them to come through a building where everybody knows the coronavirus has not gone anywhere. And we have plagues that have come out of that. So leave them alone. I told them to stay home and have home church. And not to be going out to any buildings. I, wouldn't, I, I would not do that. And, and you can have some of the best church at home. And everybody knows that by now. And some of you need to keep on selling buildings. That day is over, and and once monkeypox hits a church, uh, coronavirus hit it at the same time, the flu hit it at the same time, uh, what is the other one, uh, RSV hit it, if I, you, if I were you, if I had little children, I wouldn't take them anywhere, period, and they certainly would not go to school, forget that. Children's hospitals are filling up across the country. Because this is a plague of long continuance. Why? Because we in the church won't repent. We have no intentions on repenting for the most part. That is the known church, the church that we, uh, the the church that we, the, the, the known church, as we call it. And so, quite frankly, Regarding my own family, because uh, the extended family, many of them are religious but lost, and they some of them don't even know what woke is, but they can identify they can identify a person who is not woke with them, and uh, you can just pick it up they, uh, oh, I, I, I can tell he's not for homosexuals and lesbians. And, uh, no, I'm not, cause God is not. That's all. God still loves everybody. I have, I have God's love in my heart. I'm just not rolling with you on that. I don't agree with it at all. And two cannot walk together unless they be agreed. So, even if we're family, uh, we can't get together like that. You say, preacher, you're not going to go to Thanksgiving dinner. Have people come to Thanksgiving dinner to your house and things like that? Nope. My children can come if they if they want to come and, and talk about God and Jesus and the ministry and all of that kind of thing. But if they have been tainted by their extended family with all of the woke foolishness, we don't even need to get together. Besides that, my children and I, we have been together for so long and uh, have uh, and I was home, see, I did my uh, I didn't work a job Uh, and we homeschooled them and for uh, after uh, probably what, I don't know, past 15 years or so home churched them Uh, and we pretty much did everything out of the home I started preaching nearly seven years ago, every day. They they were a big part of that. Uh, And so we dwelled together. And I told my children that, you know, you're welcome to come back any time. Just let me know when you're coming. For there's no telling what your mother and I might be doing. That's a reality. Uh, uh, But we have been together so long tight, uh, that you already know what I think about things, you already know how I feel about things, and, and wh- where I stand, and, and so, you know, if you want to just do something with uh, your, your siblings, that's fine, that's fine, start your own tradition, uh, because uh, we've been together so long together and so tight. Uh, If if we don't, you know, unless we're going to talk about the ministry work we've done and their accomplishments and what they've done, uh, there's really no need to have any meetings right now. You need to go ahead on and grow and grow into uh, what the Lord would have you to do and and thank for yourself and move on with your life and hopefully get married. And because I prepared you for all of that. And so I am not interested in hearing from or seeing old family members, nor am I impressed with them. You say, Preacher, have you ever witnessed to them? All of them. And I picked up a long time ago uh, that uh, they were not going to be uh, buddies with me for some reason. And uh, and I believe the reason is because they were religious, and lost. My dad was—he was, was say he got saved through the preaching of Billy Graham, and so he was just thrilled about his son, who he never thought would ever pick up a Bible, much less preach for forty-three years now. Uh, my mother, not so much. My sister's not so much. My brother, a little bit i'll say more than a little bit half a half a bit he was he was very let me just say this about him he's he's both my dad and my little brother are dead and in heaven now <clears throat> but he he at least showed interest he was not that committed like my dad was, but he showed interest in what I was doing he, and one time he told me while he was pursuing his degree at florida florida uh university of Florida. And he heard about me preaching all over the world. He said, he said, man, you know, I, that's what I would like to do. I, I think that's more important than my getting this, this engineering degree. That's what he said. I didn't say that. I told him that's good. You're doing, you're doing good and you need to keep on uh, doing good. And I, he was kind of worn down and getting sickly. And so I took him to the health food store and bought him some vitamins. And back in those days, they had a pill called Pill. It did wonders for me. And so uh, I bought him some real vitamins, Nature Plus, and some Pills. And he said it changed his life. It changed his life. For at one point, I heard that he was suicidal. So that's why I went and visited visited, visited him on that. And I took him to the health food store and got those pills for him. And he started taking them. It changed his life. And no, I do not want to have a reunion with them because I have never had union with them since I have been saved and uh, called to preach. Okay, so I'm going to stop it right there tonight. And uh, especially now when most of them awoke And they're trying to make my children woke. I definitely do not want to uh, be a part of that. I see them as the enemy. I see them as Judas's. You say, well, do you pray for them? Yes, I do. Do you love them? Yes, I do. But I do not appreciate what uh, they're trying to do with my children. And some of them, to be honest with you, they don't even know what they're doing. However, but I'm going to let them know. As I have said to them, yes, my children are grown and they can do what they want to do. Uh, But I told them, I'm grown too and I'm going to do what I uh, want to do. My children will know the truth if if they're going to be tempted to go down that road of wokeism. And I'm not too much worried about my children. I'm not. I cannot be because I know how many times we read the Bible. I know how many times we prayed together. I know that I know how many texts I have sent to them since they have been gone, telling them that I'm praying for you without ceasing and giving them scripture to read every day. But most importantly, how I raised them. I'm more concerned about you, you parents, you grandparents who are afraid of your children, and you don't know your children anymore, and you, uh, your grandchildren anymore, you don't know what happened to them, see. And they don't know what happened to themselves. You must understand, this is not some physical thing that you can tackle and deal with. You must understand, this is not about history. And, and trying to find out the psychological reason and the historical reason and the f- philosophical reason. It's not about all of that, man. This is the devil going for the juggler vein. They want anybody... See, my as I told my children who helped me in the ministry from the time they were born. I mean, from the time they were born. My daughter, Danny, uh, from the time she was... Uh, able to walk, has helped me in the ministry up until now, and uh, she she can call she calls herself a little bit mad at me for for some reason, but she still sends money uh, to help in the ministry, and I thank the Lord for that. But they have all helped me in the ministry; they do not understand that the devil is going for their jugular vein because they're grown now see the devil can't mess with you too much when you're little up until about 12. when you become a little teenager tweens or whatever he can mess with you more and then once you become a teenager teenager 16 17 18 he can mess with you more then when you become an adult he's gonna he's got room to mess with you more see and so they don't understand that the devil is still mad at them for the thousands of gospel tracts that we passed out together. Some I of my children may not remember, we went on an Air Force base and passed out literally a thousand tracts. I don't know why they let us do it. I, I know they're watching us. But everybody on that base got a gospel track multiple times. Multiply thousands of gospel tracts. They are right there with me. Danny, Daniel, Danita, and other places. Danae, Daniqua, Danzekiel, and Danielle, right there with me. Little children passing out tracts. They're with me. The devil is still mad about that. That goes way back. He's mad at them about that, man. He's mad at me. All of the stuff we did together. Not only for our ministry, in our ministry, but in the ministry of many other people. To this very day. And so he wants us to stop this altogether. He wants wants me to stop preaching the word every day. And I told you. If Trump's going to run, I'm going to run. I don't know how old Trump is. I know he's in his 70s. If he's going to run for another term in office. I'm going to run for Jesus. That's a fact. And I am not going to let no man 70-something years old and another man 80 years old outrun me when I got something real to run for. You got to be kidding me, man. Now, the devil does not want to hear that, and I do not care. And my wife, who's right here helping me tonight, does not want to hear it. And she's going to be probably mad as fire. Tonight, tomorrow, because she heard it. But I can assure you that. No, sir. In fact, the seven years, nearly seven years started the year before Trump became president. And I continued on by the grace of God because God led me to do so. Then the plague came and I, I, I was getting ready to go to Israel and to the Mediterranean and take a Long, long break. I had already asked my oldest daughter to look into some tickets for me. And then the plague hit. The plague that I predicted for years. I didn't know when it was going to come. And you must understand something about a prophet kind of a guy who has that a kind of calling. As I said today in the article regarding the situation with the bombs hitting in Poland from Russia. I said the same thing. I said, just because I predicted something 10 years ago regarding coronavirus plague, 12 years ago, regarding the, the war situation scenario we got going on today against America and America against others, and I named the countries some eight, nine years ago. Just because God leads me to predict something that long ago does not mean I want it to come to pass because I, I like peace. I, I, I'm, I'm a man of peace. And I want I, I want peace for other people because I'm already saved. I want peace for the thousands of people who are going to die. So that they can hear the gospel and get saved. See. And I, I believe in what Jesus Christ said. Blessed be the peacemakers. I follow the Lord on that. I'm, I'm with that. I'm for that. You understand? So just because I predicted something does not mean I want to try I want it to come to pass and I'm certainly not gonna try to bring it to pass. I I don't have to do that. None of all of the prophecies and, and predictions that God has given to me have all come to pass. He has not allowed them to drop to the ground. That's all in his hands. I have no I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> Okay, I, I, I'm going to advise who I can advise to if you you people need to avoid this if you can. Little, I told little Taiwan over there, you people need to start talking to the big China above you, because the cavalry ain't coming to fight you, fight for you like that. Fight that behemoth. When I, I've told you, they got a, what a billion plus two billion people. All they have to do is parachute down. Uh, a million people to take up the space and it's over. It's over. That's all. Without firing a shot. We, we're not doing that. That's stupid. War is hell and this war will be stupid. That's what I told them. So you need to do some back channel talking and negotiating because uh, 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 that's not a wise thing to do. I've told Biden not to get into a war with anybody because God is not with you. God is not with this country. Not with what we have done. And because of what we have done, we have spread it around the world. See, what what America does, everybody else does. Don't tell me because I've been to many countries. That's what it is. They got our TV shows over there and everything else. News and everything can be seen around the world. Same thing with the church. What the church does here, church is over, seized you. And so, um, with that said, my beloved, do you know Jesus Christ for yourself? The only thing that can help you escape the perilous days in which we live, what we call wokeism, what Paul called perilous days, days of deception, people always deceiving and being deceived. That is what wokeism is about. Is Jesus Christ, the Word of God, in prayer? If you don't get a hold of that, you're not going to make it through the blob of Beelzebub, wokeism. And so, dear friend, if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, trust in Him, believe in Him tonight. For Jesus Christ said the most loving, most magnificent, and most important words ever said in the history of the world. When he said, For God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Getting saved is very simple, and you can do it very quickly. And we're living in a day and time when you need to understand that. And you need to do that. You need to do this thing. If, if there ever was a time to do it, the days Paul predicted are here. Now let me tell you something. I have read this passage for many years. I never thought we were really in them yet. But I know we're in them now. And the only way out is through Jesus Christ. Prayer and the Word of God. That's the only way you're going to make it. That's the only way you're going to have peace. That's the only way you're going to have joy. So understand, my dear friend, that you are a sinner. And so am I. We all have sinned against God, for the Bible says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Pardon me, pardon me folks, as soon as I started preaching the gospel, the devil sent a little bug (coughs) to fly up my nose. Has that ever happened to you? Very uncomfortable. But I have not forgotten, devil, what I was saying. The Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You need to keep that close. Come closer. And push that back. Push it back. The Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have broken God's Ten Commandments. Isn't it amazing how God has created us? It's, I just saw a group of people today, I, I, I'm, I'm just blown away at God's creation. There's a group of beautiful people and uh, they were running somewhere and I said, man, this is just amazing how God created us all, and we're all different. And uh, my point is, God created you, and so therefore, He uh, has the right, if you will, to give us, com- to give us commandments, rather, to live by. For our own good. And every last one of the commandments is not to steal our fun. God is all about the fun. God made life to be fun, man. But to protect you from messing up your life, uh, He gave us commandments to do for our own good. Case in point today, uh, well, two, two or three days ago, beautiful wedding, beautiful couple, I mean, uh, expensive wedding, just a bunch of wonderful, great-looking people. And this is one of the things I tell people that they need to pray about if they're Christians. Everybody immaculately dressed to the nines, as they say. and the wedding was over at the church they went to a hotel a magnificent hotel and a terrible bloody fight broke out see and uh And it was terrible. People went to the hospital. People went to jail. It was just a mess. Why do things like that happen? Why do things so beautiful get so corrupted? It's because of our sinful nature. And if you're not a born-again Christian and prayed up, you're going to have episodes like that throughout your life if you're not prayed up with the Lord. There's no reason for that. Uh, I was disappointed. I was not even in the wedding. I was not invited. I don't even know the people. When I heard about it and saw it, I I, I was hurt for the people. And I normally don't get bothered by stuff like that. But I, I just see that as a total waste of time and waste of life and people are in jail and some of them are going to stay there a while because they assaulted others and cut others, and blood was shed at a wedding reception. The devil is a lie. Well, we're all sinners. And things like that happen all of the time because we have a sinful nature and we commit sins and we do evil. And, And God has given us commandments so as to avoid Things like that reception, see. But we disobey God, and so therefore everybody gets hurt. That marriage is marred for life. That, that dear woman who got married, and she can, she can overcome it somehow. I know the man can, but she's going to, when she looks at the pictures again one day, she's just going to remember how much of a disaster there was. Why did it become a disaster? Because of our sinful nature. And our sinful deeds. This is what God wants us to avoid. God is about peace. God is about love. That's why He gave the Ten Commandments so that you can really have a good party. God does not have a problem with a party. God does not have a problem with men and women getting together at the party and then going walking down the aisle later and getting married and having children. God is all for the fun, man. God is all for the party, but you got to obey his rules. What are you talking about? Okay? you got to obey his rules. Otherwise, it's going to turn into a mess. You can be rich. You can have money. Uh, look at the situation with uh, bankmen. Sometimes my Jewish brethren do good. Sometimes they mess up. Somebody, that's why you need Jesus and you need to be praying and reading the Bible and obeying the Bible so things don't blow up. God has rules that we ought to be living by. And when we break those rules, we have massive messes like the war over in uh, Russia and Ukraine now. It's a massive mess. All born by pride, stubbornness, rebelliousness, meanness. You can choose a side if you want to. You don't know. You don't know the history of these people. So be quiet. You don't know what the deal is. They know. <clears throat> they all know. But it's all, it's all rooted in sin. If you're depressed tonight, is no doubt rooted in some kind of sin you have committed. That's why God, God does not want you to be depressed. He wants you to be happy. He wants you to be cheerful and joyful. He wants you to have fun with the life he gave you. In fact, I don't have any proof of this, but I believe that God is going to ask you, did you enjoy the life I gave you? He's that loving. God is the God of big fun, man, I'm telling you. But we he can't let us have that kind of fun if we disobey him. He created this ball of... Of fun that you're on. Have you ever seen it? Go to Google tonight. When my little children were. my children were little. I would keep the screen. On a turning earth. To help them understand. God created it. And God is in control. Have you seen it? It's hanging on nothing. But God's power, God's word. Elon Musk can't do that. Nobody else can do that. Okay? So, God loves you. And that's why he created you. And that's why he sent his son after we messed up to redeem us, Jesus Christ. And that's what Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The wages of sin is death. See, because of our sinful nature and our sins, we die. That's why we die, in case you don't know that. Many educated people don't know the reason why we die. They still think that we die because of cancer, or some kind of car accident, or some kind of of the coronavirus. We don't die because of these things. These are just means of death. We die, my friends, because of our sinful nature and our sinful, therefore, choices. We are sin factories. We manufacture sin. And we're wicked and we're evil and we're depraved. And we'll do any kind of wickedness if given the chance. And so, dear friends, the Bible says it is appointed on the men once to die, but after this, the judgment. Just understand that. King Solomon told us that last night. He's going to wrap it up tonight. He told us that, you know, you can, young men, young women, you can do what you want and everything. Just understand and remember, you're going to have the answers of God face to face one day. I mean, just just remember, he's going to bring you into judgment. So you can do what you want. And uh, you need to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, because once you die... You will go to hell if you don't believe in him. He is the Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world. Sin has to be dealt with. Please understand something about God. God is very loving. But God does not play. They, Jesus does not play. They don't do that. You understand me? They, they, it's not in them to do that is in them to love you is in them to forgive you but they do not play with you now uh, because see, he God created you God the son died for you that's that's love for you that's going to be pretty much it you don't believe in Jesus Christ you don't do what Jesus said to do then you're going to hell forever there's no other place for you to go and that's By the way, the reason why we're still here, God is waiting on you to come on the ship of Zion. Jesus said that there are people who love darkness rather than light. They love their sin and their evil. They're lying and they're stealing and they're robbing and they're lusting And their uh, coveting and their disobedience and disrespect to their parents. Towards their parents and disrespecting God. By taking His name in vain and lying on Him to cover your own sin. You know God does does not play that man. God is loving. But there's another side of God of severity that once you cross a line with Him... Uh, He's going to deal with you. If you do not accept his son Jesus Christ. And receive him and believe in him. My friend as sure as you're looking at me. You're going to die and go to hell. And burn forever. Because every time Jesus Christ preached on hell. He mentioned hell fire. That shall shall never be quenched. Okay. Okay. Jesus is very loving. God is very loving, but they don't play now when it comes down to sin. Not in in, in anybody's life, including Christians. So, it's up to you. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shall be saved. If you want to be saved tonight, the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Follow me in prayer, repeat after me phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Pray and ask God to save you because of Jesus Christ and your belief in him. Repeat after me phrase by phrase. Holy Father God, God. I know that I am a sinner, and I admit to you that I am a sinner, For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of my sins, my My failures failures. and my faults, for Jesus Christ's sake. sake. Lord Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and into my spirit. And save my soul, save my soul. As, I as I now believe in you. I believe with all of my heart that you suffered, you bled, and you died on the cross for my sins. For my he suffered, for my sins. Was buried and, buried and rose on the third day by your power. By your power. Fill, me your Fill me with your Holy Spirit, help me to change. Help me to repent of my sins and and help me to uh, follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, who is sitting at the right hand of the Heavenly Father interceding for us and you called upon his name in prayer and you meant it then according to the Bible the word of God the words of Jesus you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven do not doubt it, if you were sincere. To help you grow in the faith, my dear friend, I want you to go to a website called GospelLightSociety.com. Write it down, GospelLightSociety.com. If you can, go there right now on your phone and tap on a book titled What to do after you enter through the door. What to do after you enter through the door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. And you entered in by getting saved tonight by believing in him. And uh, download this book free of charge and read it for it will give you your next steps as to what you ought to do as a new, born-again Christian. Also, go to the website on your platform and email us, and let us know that you got saved, and uh, so that we can rejoice with you, so that we can start praying for you. If you have a prayer request, Uh, send that in so that we can pray for you. We pray for thousands of folks. We'll be glad to pray for you as well. And go to Gospel Light Society Podcast. Just write that down and, and then uh, type it into Google. And you'll come up with thousands of podcasts that you can listen to on multiple subjects. Nearly 50 different subjects that I have taught most of them myself, Uh, and you will come out, if you listen to everyone, you will come out uh, a very educated person as far as the Bible goes, and a strong Christian. You can type in Daniel White 3 Podcast, that's another way to get to it.